Welcome to today's Herb Talk podcast. Today's quite a special one. This is one of our favourite herbs, although they all have their favourite place, of course. But we will be talking about the prized and highly popular New Zealand native herb, Manuka. We'll be learning more about Manuka, its traditional and clinic uses, and all the leading phytotherapy options from Phil today. As always, he's joining us for today's discussion on Manuka and its clinical applications for phytotherapy. In today's podcast, Phil and I are discussing Manuka and the herbs therapeutic benefits from improved client care. So join us today to learn more about the clinical applications of phytotherapy and the beautiful New Zealand native Manuka. Welcome back, Phil. Lovely to have you again. Hi, Charlene. <laughs> and everyone listening today, welcome back. And for everyone that's new, um, welcome. I hope you're going to learn a bit more about the wonderful herb manuka. I know all of us probably know a little bit about it, but as with everything, it's very much what we know is probably that tiny, tiny portion of what what we need to know out there. So hopefully Phil will um, give us a little bit of info today for our clients and for in-clinic use. So Phil, um, this herb, um, before we kick into the questions quickly, is a popular herb for your in-clinic use? Yep, yep. And as, as we've talked about previously with Manuka, I, I use it for a whole range of different digestive conditions especially, but, but yeah, it can be very effective for, for eczema as well and, and all sorts of inflammatory skin conditions. So one of our most um, focused points today about a Manuka, Manuka is good for so many things as Phil stated, but today we're going to focus on its use for skin conditions just starting with the question that we get a lot, um, as people, I guess, want to learn a bit more about manuka and its traditional uses, do the traditional herbal uses of the New Zealand native herb manuka include skin conditions such as eczema? Um, I guess the short answer would be yes, because um, even though you know there was no uh, medical dictionary um, in times gone by in Aotearoa whereby eczema was defined, skin conditions were very, very common and still are. And, and they would have been possibly even more common in days gone by. I don't know, really. But, uh, you know, people were much more physically active, were exposed to nature and the environment a lot more. Um, they would have had a lot more scrapes and cuts and injuries and wounds because they wouldn't have just been sitting in front of computers, I guess. And so the need for topical treatments um, for inflammatory skin conditions would have been pretty high. So as well as wounds, which are, you know, and cuts and, and serious injuries, which obviously, you know, are really acute and require urgent treatment, um, inflammatory skin conditions like eczema would have been common with, with Māori, I'm sure of it. Um, so, yeah, manuka was one of the, the herbs that was used widely for all manner of topical um, treatments for, for various skin conditions. It's very antimicrobial, as we've talked about before. You know, it's a very good broad-spectrum antimicrobial plant and, and obviously, you know, secondary infections can happen with eczema. Um, infections can even lead to eczema sometimes if, if they're ongoing or um, haven't been well-managed. So, um, you know, Manuka's got that double uh, action of, of being both antimicrobial and definitely anti-inflammatory that makes it really useful for, for treating um, skin conditions such as eczema. It's also insecticidal and herbicidal, so uh, the oil especially seems to be good to um, help uh, deter insects such as uh, sandflies and mosquitoes and lice, but also um, very, very good anti-inflammatory. And so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good all-round um, plant that was readily available and still is, depending on where you live in Aotearoa, 
to put on inflammatory skin conditions like eczema. So can you tell us a bit more about the skin supporting action and properties of Monoco? I mean, you've already really opened the door there and given us so much more information. Why it's so beneficial for eczema sufferers? I mean, we know that it has unique healing properties and especially with eczema, we've you know, talked and on strep and staph infections and secondary infections. Is it because of this antibacterial action that it has antimicrobial? Is there is there more there? I think you know, like like all of our medicinal plants, there's there's a lot more there. Um, antimicrobial actions and anti-inflammatory are probably the two best known ones. About manuka, the the plant itself, or the the hydroethanolic extract. Um, but you know. When, when I founded Phytomed a long, long time ago, Manuka, a review of Manuka the plant, was the first thing I wrote about because, you know, it, it had been fascinating to me how suddenly this Manuka honey industry had sprung up and, and then subsequently a Manuka oil industry. There was a lot of commercialization, a lot of attention and, and research being applied to both those byproducts of this wonderful plant. Nobody was really looking at the plant much itself to see what else was in it, and it stands to reason. It stood to reason to me that there's a lot more to it than just those those uh, byproducts, and there is. Um, you know, the the tannins in it are, are really quite uh, interesting. It's very very astringent. Um, the seeds, the leaves, the bark, all, all parts of the plant are astringent. Um, so astringency itself, or tannins themselves, can often be really anti-inflammatory and also very protective for inflamed skin conditions, raw eczema, for example. Um, tannin, tannic acid used to be used a lot for burns, you know, um, third-degree burns. Um, and so, you know, creating a protected layer and having an antioxidant um, property, which a lot of polyphenolics do, and, and it's not just tannins in Monica, the non-absorbable tannins, you also get... Um, other antioxidants that are absorbed, but you don't need to absorb them when you're applying it topically. So, um, you know, the, those polyphenolics, including the tannins, the flavonoids, and, and a whole range of others in Monica, are very, very protective to the skin and they're intrinsically healing. I think they're not just anti inflammatory and antimicrobial, they are healing in the true sense of the word. But also, there's a lot we don't understand about Monica. We, we know a lot about the oil. We know quite a bit about the honey. But when you think about it, Manuka is one of the most, possibly the most endemic native plant in Aotearoa. And wherever humans have gone and, and, and cut the land and, you know, chopped the trees down and turned it into sheep or pine plantations and then realised two, three hundred years later they, they've uh, gone too far with that so-called farming, you know, reforesting, replanting, returning the, the natural state of the land back to where it needs to be. Um, what plant is best to initiate that process but Manuka? And, uh, you know, Manuka is like a pioneer or, or an early explorer, I guess, or early early healer of the land. And so, so that's kind of interesting when you look at its relationship with nature, relationship with the bare soil and, and you know, the endophytes that are associated with Manuka, you know, there's at least 200 of them, all those microbes that, you know, live in, in harmony with it. And so extrapolating and being a little bit intuitive and maybe a little bit, you know, esoteric, uh, Manuka has a whole range of other things that we are really haven't a clue about <laughs> what they are but it's quite likely that it works in a whole lot of different ways to just look after our skin. The key thing, though, is it usually works and, and it's readily available. So if you've got a, an acute eczema or 
any type of eczema really it's it's one you can easily get hold of and and try especially those weeping raw type of eczemas you know that are quite inflamed where you where a protection with a with a tannin um, a scar is very useful Yes, Manoka is quite a bland bush when it's not a flower, but when it's pretty little flowers come out, it's a bit more eye-catching, isn't it? But boy, where, where it grows, it's resilient. It's a powerful, very resilient plant, isn't it? It's yep. very hard to get rid of. <laughs> not yep, that you yep. want to get rid of it, but where it grows, it grows. It's quite stubborn. <laughs> yep, yep, it's a pioneer. And boy, you'd have to do a lot to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, well, people did, of course. You know, yes, um, Back in the day, did. when I was a teenager, it was just seen as scrub, you know, firewood. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't know the mysteries of this wonderful plant that had medicinal phytotherapy yeah. potential. And that's why it's great that there has been, you know, yes, we could argue there's been over-commercialisation of the industry in some regards and there's a big question mark there, but it is great that Manuka has had some research started on it, I guess, and that's what, you know, the Manuka honey or even looking at the Manuka plant, there's been a little start that hasn't some investment because of what can be done with it yep. on a medicinal level yeah. and we know so much more. <laughs> we know a lot more about it now than we did 40 yes. years ago, that's for sure. Yes, yep. and we, we, we need to know more. But yep. you're right, um, <laughs> all these straggy little bush plants that we know nothing about and there's plenty of them mm. out there yep. are probably like Manuka just um, waiting to be discovered and, um, well, no, they're probably quite happy out there, to be honest, yep. in, the, yep. in the bush. They're not waiting for anything, <laughs> but... Like Manuka, there's a lot of discoveries certainly to be made with all these powerful phytomedicinal yeah. plants that we have on our doorstep. We're very lucky out west here in the Waitakere Ranges, the abundance of, you know, New Zealand natives and plants that we have. It's yeah, quite and, something. And we need to be, uh, you know, replanting them. And um, and it's not easy because um, it's very labour intensive and yes. you need a lot of seeds. And, yes. uh, you know, Collecting seeds, uh, propagating seeds doesn't just scale up overnight. It takes mm. years and years and years. And and so, you know, with all the recent climate change, um, extreme climate events and, you know, forestry uh, wreckage of beaches and rivers and farming areas, I mean, we, we've got to learn. We do have to plant a lot more native plants. But, but we need to also consider biodiversity and, and manuka. We shouldn't just be planting the same genotype of manuka everywhere, you know, and propagating the same yeah. uh, variety in nurseries. We need to make sure that we're, we're respecting nature's own um, uh, need to have a huge biodiversity within a single species. And manuka is especially important there because it is the first one that we're putting back in the soil in many cases. Exactly. Biodiversity is a very normal part of nature, isn't it? And yeah. we may not fully understand it, never probably fully understand it, but there's a very uh, good reason why we need that biodiversity on the planet. Yeah. But, you know, the same way it can repair the soil and, and, and uh, yes. the farmland um, and the land, Manuka can also repair the skin. It's a very good repairing herb, I think, for, for skin problems, including eczema. And it certainly um, does just speak of resilience. I know that <laughs> you can yeah. look where there's been, you know, lately where there's been huge slips everywhere for anyone that lives out where there have been a lot of slips um, and road slips and that there's, there's a lot around that you think, wow, and then you'll look down and you'll see, oh, yeah, well, the Manuka's still doing all right down there. Yep, like, yep, yep. <laughs> it knows how to survive in its, yep. its true environment, that's for sure. Everything else around it might be falling apart yeah. under the, uh, you know, heavy burden of the recent weather, but, but it's, yeah. it's still... Still there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so lots of lessons that we could learn from Manuka just by observing it, really. Um, yep. And say so it is a beautiful plant. And so many different colours, the flowers. 
Indeed, right? yeah. yeah yep. they're not not all pink and white. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it too enjoys diversity. Yeah, and so. In your opinion, what typical doses of manuka tend to work well? Because this is often a point of great interest for our practitioners, you know, is of course for their clients as they experiment or they already use what they um, typically, you know, manuka might be a favourite herb of them and they just want to know a bit more and, oh, wow, I know typically use it this dose, but maybe they'll learn something new by uh, what next you tell us. So what is your typical dosage? It's one that we do get asked a lot with manuka because obviously it's a strong tasting herb, like a lot yeah. of New Zealand natives, so we have to be careful of client tolerance. Yeah. Um, but tell us a bit more here. Yeah, if, if you're using it internally, um, you sh- should I, – I generally start with relatively small doses, like 10 or 15% in, in a mixture, and, and, and I'll go up to 20, 25, not often much more than that when I'm giving it internally for, for skin conditions like eczema. Um, the reason being too much of it um, because of its strong tannin content can astringe the bowels too much and, and trigger constipation. And yet if somebody's got fairly loose bowels or, or irritable bowel, um, you know, the accompanying antispasmodic as well as anti-inflammatory and possibly mild nervine effects of hydrophenolic uh, manica can be quite useful. Um, so when you're using it internally, it really, you know, depends, but not too much initially would be my, my general summary. Um, when I'm using manuka topically, though, I like most of my topical preparations. I I think um, I like to use quite a lot um, because that's traditionally what people used to use and still do when they get results. Um, you know, you don't use a, a drop or a mill or you know ten leaves of manuka or kawa kawa. You use a whole big potful, um, and uh, and so. Yeah, that's how I use it topically um, because, you know, um, that's that's what you need in my experience. Um, but, yeah, you know, when you're using it internally, um, you know, it, it can also perhaps as well as looking after um, the bowels and having an anti-inflammatory property, it probably has a bit of a prebiotic effect on the gut microbiome as well. Um, but, but you know, using it with other um, eczema herbs such as burdock, bicol, um Dandelion, Raymania, Blue Flag, Figwort, all those sort of things. Manuka does combine very well with those internally. And what about the active constituents and research to date? Uh, centred mostly around the volatile oils and the trichotones, etc. All those ones that we see in the clinical research. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Obviously there's much to be discovered. But just a you know a quick snapshot of, of your thoughts here on the active yeah. Compounds. Yeah, the, the uh, essential oil of Manuka, the volatile oil, is really interesting. And um, a few years ago, um, I helped to co-author a, a review on it in the journal Pharmaceuticals. And, yeah, I found it quite really insightful to see just how much we now know about the oil. But, of course, there's many different um, varieties, many different chemotypes. And the East Coast variety um, tends to be much higher in triketone levels than, than other varieties around Aotearoa, with the exception of some varieties around the Nelson region also have quite high levels of triketones. Um, normally um, the oil is quite low in alpha-pinene and, and those types of simple compounds that are found in a lot of uh, antimicrobial essential oils, and yet there are some varieties that do have high levels of alpha-pinene. But yeah, the triketones are very important. Um, you know, triketone compounds such as leptospermone, isoleptospermone, grandiflorin, they seem to be some of the most powerful antimicrobial components in, in Manuka. 
Um, and also likely, although we're still learning, um, insecticidal and, and anti-inflammatory. So um, the oil itself is really good as an anti-inflammatory. It's not just an antimicrobial. Um, it is a good anti-inflammatory. And in fact, um, there's a study in mice where um, they used a topical preparation of manuka oil and found that it protected their skin against the damaging effects of uh, ultraviolet B radiation. So, um, you know, that, that led to, you know, more retention of collagen in the skin. It, it reduced the thickening of the skin and the appearance of wrinkles. Um, and, and those beneficial effects on, on that raw skin of mice or that UVB exposed skin uh, were associated also with um, rest or reduction in production of inflammatory cytokines. So, uh, and, and the reduction in macrophage infiltration. So, you know, that's a real anti inflammatory property of Manuka topically. And, um, and, and it's not just the beta triketones, it is others, as we know, with all of our medicinal plants and, and even essential oils. There's a lot of There's many undiscovered compounds, plus yeah. there's many other, you know, active compounds that, that we're learning more about. Yeah. Thanks, Phil. Definitely. That's, that's really interesting. And of course, like, most things, including people, flourishes differently in different environments, right? Yep. And grows differently. Yep. Just could we end on a recent clinical case study that you can share with us today regarding manuka and, you know, and particularly skin use and for eczema that you've applied, recommended, obviously, and had, had some results with just for our listeners today? Okay. Um, so this was a, a young mum in her early 30s. Um, she had eczema in both hands. Um, with a lot of cracks, you know, um, and her hands were very sore, obviously. Um, she'd had this for quite a few years, on and off, but um, had been using a steroid cream to control it. Um, and she she had a young child, a three- or four-year-old, um, and, and had really decided she needed to stop using the steroid cream. Her hands were becoming quite thin because of it, the skin on her hands, I should say. That's a well-known adverse event of steroid cream use long-term. Um, so almost certainly this was triggered, it was a type of atopic dermatitis or eczema, triggered by the fact that she was a cleaner. She, her, her main form of income to supplement her, her partner's income um, was she was a cleaner, a private cleaner for three or four different uh, people. Um, she worked outside of school hours, and even though she wore gloves, she she couldn't always. And and uh, you know she was using her hands a lot with cleaning agents, and not a particularly supportive partner at home. So she was doing all the cooking and and too much washing of dishes probably as well. So um, you know her hands were really quite raw when I saw her. She she'd been trying not to use the steroid cream. Um, so I gave her just dried manuka herb. She was a, a city kid. She didn't have manuka growing at a doorstep like, you know, a lot of people luckily do. Um, so I gave her some dried manuka, 200 grams of dried manuka herb and told her to use a good handful of that each time, infuse it in boiling water, cool it and strain it and then soak her hands in it, which she did morning and night. Um, and uh, I also uh, supplemented that with an internal mix containing bicol, withania, Kawa Kawa and licorice. Uh, when she came back three weeks later, she was a lot better. Um, she'd be using the, the Manuka lotion or compress uh, quite diligently twice a day, sometimes three times a day at the weekend. Um, and not able to soak for very long sometimes, but um, you know, really trying to soak it in, in the evening for as long as possible after her daughter went to bed. Um, so she continued doing that and the internal herds for a couple of months. Um, 
Uh, and it was management, unfortunately, though, for a period of time until she finally managed to get another job in a daycare centre so that she didn't have to do so much cleaning. And then it remarkably seemed to improve. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. That's a wonderful example of uh, lifestyle changes. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and a combination of herbs and someone who obviously wasn't familiar with um, no phytotherapy before has such great result for her, obviously. Yeah, and, and it shows that uh, I think also a simple treatment can often be the best, you know. Yes. For her, she found it friendly to use. Her child was in bed at a good hour. She was a good sleeper, so she could use this thing regularly, which is really important, you know, that people use their medicines, including the herbal medicines, um, as prescribed um, enough. Yes, and to, as part of our job to make it easy for them, isn't it? I mean, sometimes it's very case-dependent, but make it as easy as we can for people so it can fit in their life so it's achievable anyway. Yeah, is yeah. The absolutely. Goal. That's a very <laughs> Doesn't important. create more stress, but, yeah. you know, alleviates and, and helps in the long run. Yep. Thanks, Phil, for that. Uh, Manuka is definitely one of my favourite herbs, and I know it's definitely <laughs> one of yours. And probably is for many listeners today, I'm sure for anyone that's used it, it's impossible not to fall in love with this herb for all kinds of reasons, namely results, but also just because of its intrigue really and what more we could learn about it, what else has got undiscovered. Like all of the herbs that we talk about, of course, uh, they all have that unique mystery about them. Yep. (laughs) Uh, which keeps us wanting to learn more. So it's it's a gift in its own way. So thank you, Phil, for being part of today's discussion on the wonderful and beautiful New Zealand native manuka. Thank you to all our listeners. And we look forward to bringing you more phytotherapy as always in our next Herb Talk podcast. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Charlene. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.